Welcome to the Purity for Life podcast, episode 175. My name is Frank Honus. This week we tackle a question I've gotten so many times from men. Why do I have sexual dreams? For more information on this podcast and other great content, visit pflhome.com. Welcome to Purity for Life this week. Uh, thank you for so much for joining, for listening, for watching um, on pflhome.com and also through iTunes and through YouTube and all sorts of different ways. You can watch the podcast, the video through YouTube and listen on iTunes and all of that's on the, uh, on, the on our website each week as we um, as we post the Purity for Life podcast. So I want to encourage you to go to the website. Uh, allow it to be a resource for you. Allow it to be a tool for you, um, and, and to help you in your recovery. Um, it's I, I do believe that it's been a help for a lot of guys, uh, a lot of men, even you know a lot of men, a lot of women, you know, a lot of spouses, wives of men who struggle. And so, um, just want to encourage you go over to pflhome.com. That is the website for Purity for Life and also where all the content can be found. And please, if you would leave us a rating on iTunes, that would be so, so helpful. Uh, as you listen to the podcast, um, you know, rate the podcast, review it, leave us a rating, um, you know, let us know how we're doing, uh, if the content's helpful, what you would like to hear, you know, your feedback is, is totally welcome. Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, we just, we, I want to hear it all, you know. So uh, go on over to iTunes and leave us a rating there. So this week, I wanted to uh, try to tackle a topic that we've never, to you know, to my knowledge, even thinking back to the last 174 episodes, have ever talked about, and that is um, sexual dreams. And the question I've gotten from so many men before that I myself, even in my recovery, have you know had to to walk through and and experienced and try to process, is what are you know what happens you know when you're a man or you know man or a woman in recovery, and you have a very explicit you know sexual uh, dream you know physically sexual dream, you know for a lot of men. For a lot of, I would imagine, for a lot of women as well, that is a huge trigger. You know, that is a huge trigger. It feels like a huge discouragement. Um, it feels like a huge distraction. Um, and so, and of course, what comes with that, you know, without going back to health class here, is you know th- this idea of of um, you know uh, of of nocturnal emissions taking place, right? Of your body responding right through an orgasm, um, you know, to that dream. And so. You know, I, I hear from a lot of guys, and I've talked to a lot of guys, how incredibly uh, distracting, how incredibly discouraging, how, you know, kind of, you know, really just throws them back. It feels like they get thrown back into the addiction, if you will, because of a, you know, incredibly sexual dream. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that today. I wanted to, uh, this week on the podcast, and and just share some thoughts about uh, sexual dreams and, you know, even some of the physical, you know, physical part of it, how we're, you know, uh, how we're sort of wired to deal with, you know, a, um, how our body is meant to deal with a sexual dream. 
and you know the way it naturally sort of responds and and I'm just going to say up front here I have no perfect answer to um to why sexual dreams occur uh why physical you know physically you know uh stimulating obviously you know the 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 way in which we we respond and we dream and we think about things I don't know I'm not a brain expert or brain scientist but I do have a couple thoughts I want to share with you one that I've I've gathered from a friend of mine who I've worked with with in Triple X Church with uh you know the X3 groups but also uh you know a couple thoughts in my of my own as well and just just pose some ideas to you about you know what maybe uh, the purpose or what's behind you know what under or what's underneath of a sexual dream and but at first I want to say this actually up front before even we even jump into this topic some more that if you if this is a nat, if this is a normal thing for you if this happens you know every couple days every week even you know a few times a month for you um, and you are attempting right now to walk in recovery from you know pornography addiction or some kind of sexual addiction and you are legitimately putting in effort and time and energy and you're you're doing your best and you're trying your hardest to you know find freedom and find healing and you're you know. Uh, you're in accountability relationships. You're in a support group. Um, you, you know you've had filters on your computer. You're doing everything you should be doing, right? Everything that that is healthy for you. Um, I, I just want to say up front that for you, I want to encourage you not to hold on to shame, not to hold on to guilt, because I know that these things can sort of contribute and cause may you maybe make you feel guilty or make you feel shame. But I also want to say that, you know, dreams are one of those things that um, we don't control. We don't control. If you're someone at, at when you sleep at night, when you rest, you, your dream. Some people don't dream, but but a lot of people do. I'm, I'm a per, you know, individual who does dream uh, pretty much every, almost every night. And, um, you know, if you experience one of these dreams, I want to really encourage you not to beat yourself up too much. Uh, not to beat yourself. Let me say, let me say that again. Forgive me. Don't beat yourself up at all, okay? Because you could be a man walking completely in, um, you know, determination, and you, like I said, you're doing all the right things in your recovery, and you, and every, you know, month, maybe maybe once a month or once every other month, the, these dreams will happen from time to time, especially if uh, you are probably a single person. And your body is not naturally or normally engaging in some kind of sexual activity like, you know, like it would be in marriage if you were married to someone. And, but this also happens to married guys. I mean, this happens to, to, to every, you know, to many men that I've, I've talked to. And I would imagine every guy has probably had something like this happen where, you know, they go to sleep, they are dreaming and boom, here comes an incredible uh, you know, incredible trigger, right? The sexual dream that occurs. And because your body, because you're living in this dream and this is actually feels like reality, your body, you know, in the, in the real outside of the dream responds and reacts, you know, with a nocturnal emission, right? With an orgasm. And that's just, just how it happens. And there's, there's a sense of release there that the body physically, um, you know, responds to. Um, I don't, again, I don't understand all the, the intricacies of how that works, but I do have some thoughts that I just want to share. This is from a friend of mine named CJ Stunkard. He is, a uh, just a great guy, a really, really, really good guy. I actually have his book right here and, um, and I would love to, uh, 
be able to. His book, actually, I'm leaning back here, is called Stronghold. Great book you should check out. It's on Amazon that he wrote about his story and his, you know, addiction, sexual addiction into recovery. It's called Stronghold. C.J. Stunkard writes this. He said, I've told... I've always told my guys, and, and this was he shared this with me when he was a group leader for X3 groups. He said, I've always told my guys that the key to processing through these these is active acknowledgement, understanding, and moving forward. A lot of wisdom in just that sentence right there. Active acknowledgement, understanding, and moving forward. So if there are three sort of steps to take, if you've already experienced this kind of dream, if you know, you experience something like that this week, or it happens to you, even happens to you this very, you know, today, is to, number one, acknowledge what happened, right? Acknowledge what you were dreaming, what you were thinking, okay? And, or what what was kind of processing going through your mind as you were asleep, attempting to understand, right, what was happening, and, and then moving forward, because I think, again, so many guys get stuck, and they get stuck in guilt, they get stuck in shame, they get stuck in, you know, attempting to believe that they had some kind of control over what they were thinking or feeling. And, and CJ says here that the, the key is really processing through these, through acknowledgement, understanding, and moving forward. And he goes on to say here, he says, if and when they happen... Except that the event was the result of the cycle of the physiological relationship between their subconscious and the body. It is not an event over which we have any control, and it was not sin, at least not in my estimation. So, you know, I'll take my life for example, right? My story. I was addicted to pornography for 13 years, and that was 13 years of nearly daily exposure to hardcore online pornography, right? People having sex and, and all, all kinds of sexual acts and expressions and, you know, uh, manipulations and just, you know, a lot, a lot of junk that I was, my, that I was feeding my eyes, my heart, my mind, I was consuming on a daily basis for 13 years. So those sexual memories, those, you know, sexual experiences that I was witnessing and viewing, um, even though I don't, uh, I don't, you know, remember them now. Uh, I couldn't even tell you like a specific one that I remember really. I mean, my mind in a large part to a large degree has forgotten that uh, maybe not to you know, a, per, a, perf- a degree of perfection, but, you know, largely we don't try to remember those things. We don't try to remember the memories of, oh, I was here and I was doing this, or this is what I looked at on that day, or I can remember this particular website, or I can remember this particular video or whatever it is. But there's a lot of stuff that gets stored in what's called the subconscious, right? The subconscious mind, the subconscious brain, the things we don't necessarily think about, but are always there, always have been there. And so, you know, so we have to accept the reality that when a dream occurs, a sexual dream occurs, the result of that, right, is is that that relationship, what CJ is saying here, between what was stored in the subconscious, right, if you will, almost the hard drive, you know, it's been backed up, it's been saved in your subconscious, and your physical body. So how do those two things react? When a, when a memory, when a dream, uh, when, when something like that is pulled out of that hard drive, you know, that maybe it was dusted off or whatever, you don't even necessarily remember it, but it gets pulled out of that hard drive, and 
you know, your body reacts to that memory. And I think this is really important. He says here, you know, it is an event that we don't have control of, especially as we're sleeping. Now, do we have, do we have, do we have control over what we think when we're awake? Absolutely. We have 1000%, almost said 100%, 1000% control over our thoughts, over our mind, over, you know, what we meditate on, what we process, uh, what we dwell on, right? What we, what we think about. But as we sleep, we don't have that control. That's not a control that we have in place. And he also says here, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of guys tend to think, you know, that they sinned or there was some kind of committing, committing of sin or, or, you know, sinful act or whatever. And I don't think that's the case. I, I don't believe that's the case whatsoever. And I would agree here with CJ that it's not a sin when you have a sexual dream. And even with the way your body reacts and responds, um, don't take that on. Don't take that shame and that guilt on to believe that you are sinning or, or sin when you had a sexual dream. Because, you know, again, this is the what? This is the physiological relationship between a subconscious memory, a subconscious thought that was pulled out of the hard drive, and how your body naturally responds to physical intimacy and physical, you know, sex, sexual activity. And then he goes on to say here, he says, then take, then take stock. Did this happen as a result of conscious sexual thoughts I've been giving myself license to have, which may be sinful, or possibly due to stress? Consider what led your body to have the experience. So great, great thought, great question here. What are you thinking throughout the day? What are you thinking about? What are you processing? What are you meditating on? What are you dwelling on in your mind, in your thoughts? right? And, and as you go throughout your day, um, are you giving yourself license throughout the day to allow a sexual thought creep in, to fantasize about something, to think about someone in a sexual way that you shouldn't? Are you giving yourself those opportunities? Um, or is, or is there other, other factors in your life that are contributing maybe that, you know, uh, in order to release that stress, the body, um, you know, will, will go into different modes. And so are you walking through a period of stress right now of anxiety, maybe fear, maybe loneliness, maybe even anger, you know, what, what might be happening in your life right now? You know, what kind of emotional, you know, uh, whirlwinds, if you will, or emotional state are you kind of walking through in your life and, and just consider, uh, what led your body to have that kind of experience. Then he just writes here very, very plainly and simply, then let it go and keep moving forward. So I think there's a couple things there that if we are allowing ourselves, if we are giving ourselves license to think things that are, are sexual and that are, you know, outside of, uh, outside of what's healthy and what the Lord wants for us, then, then we need to repent of those things, right? We need to, we need to ask the Lord for forgiveness, to cleanse our hearts, to cleanse our minds, because we don't want to go there. If we're walking in recovery, we're trying to be the men and women that God's called us to be, men of purity, men of wholeness, men of honesty, men of integrity, right? And and we can't be taking shortcuts, and we can't I'll just allow just little things here and there and think that that's okay, because it's not. Will those things happen at times? Will we have slips? Will we? That, that uh, Absolutely, because that's a part of the growth process. But if you continually allow yourself to take shortcuts, then you're not being honest with yourself and you're really not wanting to grow into the man that God's called you to be. So 
if you feel like you are and, and those dreams are happening as a result of your mind of what you're what you've been processing throughout the day then you know go to the lord just say god i don't you know please you know uh help me to help me to see what i'm thinking help me to to embrace what i'm thinking help me to embrace what i'm feeling and give those thoughts to you what does the scripture say we should be you know in corinthians it says take every cap take every thought captive and make it obedient to christ and so that is so, so important that we, that we follow that, that we make that our goal, and that we not allow thoughts that are outside of God's very best for our lives enter into our minds, enter into our hearts. And when we've done that, we can do what he says here. We can let it go and move forward. Letting it go means giving it up and not continuing to dwell on it and just walking forward. And he goes on to say, he says, the two greatest pitfalls I see with nocturnal emissions is when they hijack the thought, life to be sexual, trying to remember all the details of the dream, thinking of the pleasure, if any, during the dream, or B, they fill one with guilt, with, they fill one with guilt, guilt or shame for the day and weaken defenses against other temptations when they come. So just kind of breaking this down is that, you know, the body has a huge uh, influence on what you think. You know, as your body reacts to things, it, it releases, right, chemicals in your brain, right? And orgasm, as we know, releases chemicals in our brain, and which, you know, contribute to, uh, you know, how we think, how we feel, okay? And so he says here, the two greatest pitfalls I see with when there is, maybe, maybe you're used to having sexual dreams without that, orgasm without that nocturnal that without that you know release that emission but a lot of times they go hand in hand and they happen together right and it's awful you know it's just inconvenient it's a mess <laughs> i mean let's just be real you know what i mean it's 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 uh it's it's just it's not it doesn't feel right you know especially like i said if you're a man uh, you know, if you're a male or female is walking and recovering, you're wanting, you're like surrendering your heart and your mind, your body to God on a daily basis. And then you're getting bombarded with these dreams, you know, you know, even if they only come, you know, every, you know, six to eight weeks or, or whatever it is, if it's just something so infrequent, it's still a huge uh, impact to, to, you know, what you're trying to do, the goal you're trying to reach. And so the pitfalls here, like he says, is that it tends to kind of hijack your, your thought life, you know, to trigger your thought life. And as you recall the, you know, as you recall the details of the dream, as you think on what it felt like. And they also, they also, as we've said, they can fill you with guilt and with shame. And so, um, obviously you remember when you wake up, what you were thinking, what you were feeling, who you were with, or whatever that dream was, but it may not be incredibly helpful to try to recall that every single detail and to for your own health, right, for your own recovery, I would encourage you to just to be very, very careful that you don't trigger yourself all over again to want to act out, to masturbate, right, to go fantasize, to go back into some kind of, um, you know, acting out behavior to that, that, that doesn't help your recovery any, that, you know, wants to trigger it. And he says, when I've had nocturnal emissions during the dreams, I usually freak out over what I've done or get racked with guilt and anger. Upon waking and realizing I have not not had a slip up or full on relapse, I am full of relief and gratitude. Relief that I am still sober and walking in recovery and gratitude for that very thing. In an odd way, they can provide a reminder of the emotional impact of unwanted sexual behavior and can renew our desire to keep holding strong and maintaining our sobriety. So he says here, when they happen, 
don't give up, right? Don't don't make it, you know, something that that brings you back to square one in your mind like, oh great, I have to start all over my recovery. No, no, no. It's a reminder of the war, right? That we are facing on a day-by-day basis. It's a reminder that stress is real, that anxiety is real, that fear is real, and that we don't have to live under those things. We don't have to live under anger, under loneliness, under uh, fear and anxiety and stress. We don't have to live there, right? Do we visit there? Yeah. Do we walk through that stuff? Yeah, we do. But we don't have to camp out there. We don't have to live there. We don't have to allow those things to control us. And we don't have to allow, I believe, our minds, our emotions, our bodies to respond to those things if we don't allow them to. Because there's so many, there's so many other healthy things out there that we can, we can be doing. And I, and I do believe that it's something that over time happens less and less. And it has with me. It's something that happens less and less. And it has happened less and less. Does it still happen from time to time? It does. And I added here at the very bottom, um, and this is more, maybe more, related to those of you who are married, but I said in the past when I've had those sorts of dreams, interestingly enough, they've come at moments and days that I've found myself more emotionally disengaged from my wife. Sometimes they're completely random in the timing, but I think as I've taken note in my mind that when there's a lack of emotional intimacy, notice that I said emotional, not just physical, then dreams can occur and have often uh, have occurred more often. This could just be me, but I have a feeling that uh, other guys could experience this too. So, you know, if you're married, take stock of how engaged you are right now, how connected you are right now with your with your wife, um, with with your spouse, you know, and you know, wives with your husbands. And, and I don't mean just physically; I mean emotionally. You know, in every way in your marriage, this is something that 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 we always have to take stock of, that we always have to revisit. You know, are we connecting emotionally this week? Are we verbally affirming each other? Are we reminding each other how much we love each other? Are we complimenting each other? Are we, um, you know, lifting each other up, reminding each other how, you know, how significant that other person is, how important and valuable and, you know, how much that person is, you know, a son, a daughter of God. And so all of these things matter. And I think all of these things, so much and probably more that play into why we have sexual dreams, why we have, um, you know, these, these sexual dreams that are often connected to, you know, a nocturnal emission or an orgasm. And so again, I don't claim to be a specialist or an expert or someone who's, who spent, you know, hours and hours and hours studying this subject, but I've really, as a man, um, as someone in recovery, I've always wished somebody would talk about this and I always wish somebody would, you know, um, sort of really kind of dive into this issue and, and just open the conversation. So please, especially all of our podcasts are, you know, just, you know, open for discussion and you're totally welcome to comment, but especially this podcast, if you have feedback, if you have thoughts, if you have questions, if you have struggles, I would love for you to comment underneath this post on our website. There's a section where you can comment, you can write comments, you can uh, post, you know, your feedback, you know, or if it's, you know, on the podcast or on our YouTube channel, if you got questions there under the video, you can post a comment uh, or, or you can send me a message directly, you know, a private message. But I would love to continue the conversation about this. And if you need help, if you need prayer, if you need support and encouragement, uh, please, please, please let us know. And um, just as a, as a way to kind of close today, I wanted to read 
um, what I believe is is one of the you know uh, one of the greatest verses you know great a great passage in, in the Bible in, in Psalms chapter fifty one. And just, I want this to be our prayer this week, and and I pray that this will be our challenge this week, uh, not just in this area, not just in the the realm of you know dreaming, but just in every area of our lives, in our marriages, in our in our workplaces, in our families, in our homes, uh, but that God would create in us a clean heart. A pure heart. That's what it says here in verse 10. It says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me, but restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. And I thought it would be fun as well just to also read uh, what it says in the message. And uh, the message has a little bit of a different spin on it, the way it phrases it, but it's also really, I thought it was really fun. The message actually says this. It says, um, if I can get here to see verse 10, um, love, love, love the message. Uh, It says, soak me in your laundry and I'll come out clean. I love that. Love the imagery there of God just washing us, cleansing us restoring us to wholeness. Soak me in your laundry and I'll come out clean. Scrub me and I'll have a snow white life. Tune me in to foot tapping songs. Set the once broken bones to dancing. Don't look too close for blemishes. Give me a clean bill of health. God, make a fresh start in me. Shape a Genesis week from the chaos of my life. Don't throw me out with the trash or fail to breathe holiness in me. Bring me back from gray exile and put a fresh wind in my sails. I just love that. I just love uh, the imagery there of, of God's cleansing, his restoring, his restoration, and just the way that he uh, brings about um, brings about wholeness and brings broken things back to completion and back to life, right? Dead things back to things that are alive. So I just pray for uh, that you have a great week. And I, I thank you guys so much for listening to the Purity for Life podcast. Again, I would love for you to go over to iTunes and rate the podcast. Leave us a rating. Leave us almost my yeah, almost broke a glass there. So desk is made of glass. Um, uh, so I, I would love for you to leave a rating here and uh, leave a rating on the podcast and give me uh, leave a review there on iTunes. You can also check out the podcast on YouTube. You can watch it uh, and you can listen on iTunes, download it, and also go to pflhome.com to, for the rest of our, our content. We're on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and all those things. So all that all those links are found on pflhome.com. It's where you can find all the resources all the way back to episode one. And you can contact me. You can also contact my wife, Tracy, Tracy Honus, if you need, uh, you know, wives, if you need some encouragement in your marriage, would love for you to reach out to her. And uh, we just make this a ministry in our lives. This is a ministry for, you know, that, that springs out of our home. It springs out of from my story. And it's one that my wife and I have, have really grown to love and just love helping helping people with. You can also leave a voicemail, too. It's a brand new feature on the podcast. If you go to pflhome.com, and at the very top, you can click on where it says Contact. And when you click Contact, there'll be a little section that says Leave a Voicemail. You can all do that as well. I'd love to hear your voice. love to hear you as you uh, you know share, share your uh, story 
and anything you might want to say or ask for prayer about on on there on the, the the voicemail. So lots and lots of ways to connect with us at Purity for Life. I hope you'll head over to pflhome.com and check out all the ways that you can have a great week and enjoy all that God has for you. I'm praying for a great week for you. I'm praying for a week of not perfection, because Lord knows none of us will reach that. But I am praying for all of us that we will grow to become more like the men and women that God has called us to be this week. So have a great week. We'll see you soon. God bless.